Welcome to the First Million Podcast, a podcast for empowered women working for financial freedom and lifestyle abundance. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm pulling from my experiences building a multi-six-figure business in my early 20s, investing and achieving financial literacy, and traveling the world while I work to steer you towards your highest potential. Let's dive in because you know what they say. The first million is hard, but the second million is inevitable. This is why your work ethic sucks. You feel like you can never get anything done. You don't trust yourself to be disciplined enough to follow through. And this is how we're going to fix it. (laughs) Welcome back to the first million podcast. You guys, I'm so happy you're here today. It's another kick in the ass topic and I am ready to dive in. I was feeling a little tired today. I was like, I don't need any more caffeine. I have my peppermint tea, but I was feeling a little more tired today. And I was like, no, this is going to fire me up. This is going to like light the fire, get me stoked, get me ready for action because work ethic is something that will make or break you. Like it will literally take you down as far as your potential to grow a business, grow in your career, grow in your sport, whatever it is. You guys know this isn't just about entrepreneurship here, but work ethic is also the thing that can get you out ahead of someone who's smarter than you, who's prettier than you, who's faster than you, richer than you, whatever it is. If you have better work ethic than that person, anything that they bring to the table is kind of like weak in comparison. So we're going to talk about improving your own work ethic and why your work ethic might be struggling. Um, So let's get into it. You guys know the drill at this point before we get into the main vibes, the main topic of the episode, I want to do our service spotlight where I feature one of my products or services that I think could directly support you if you're trying to start a business or a side hustle to support your own financial goals and your own freedom. If you're not into this, you can skip right on ahead to the episode. But today I want to talk about Passive Income Bootcamp, my really amazing, I'm obsessed with her, six module course all about building a passive income. At this point, you guys have probably heard about PIB, but this is a course you can do on your own time. It is less than $80 USD and it has the potential to make you literally thousands of dollars in income that you do not have to be actively working on to make. I believe that the longevity of any business really depends on the amount of money that you can bring in without having to actually like sit down and be actively working. And that's exactly the definition of passive income, but it can be hard to know exactly what you should be creating, what the structure should be, and more than anything, how to market that passive income offer so it continues to sell. That is exactly what I cover inside Passive Income Bootcamp, and it is available uh, at the link in my bio on my Instagram. I'll link it down below in the show notes, but... Highly recommend you guys get your hands on that if you want a quick and easy way to skip all the bullshit and get right to the point of building a passive income offer that will support your financial freedom. Okay, so let's talk about work ethic for a second. I kind of look at work ethic and I equate it in like definition to words like drive, mainly drive, honestly. I was trying to think of other words (laughs) that I related to, but mainly drive is the one where I'm like, if you have really high drive, really high like work ethic, you are somebody who can outwork the person who's better than you, quote unquote, in some way. And this is why I think better is a very like relative term, no matter what it's applied to. The way that I've always looked at work ethic in my own life is in school. So my whole life I grew up and I was always told, you're so smart, you're, you're just so smart. You're so bright. I always had like basically perfect grades, top of my class all the time. Um, 
And the same went for like sports. Like I was always a really good athlete. I'd be like the fastest runner on the team, like working really hard, but it did not come naturally to me. Okay. We all had that person in our class who was like just really freaking smart. They were going to go out and party and drink and smoke weed and literally do whatever they were going to do the night before, not study, come in and make a 98 on the exam. Whereas like me, I might make like a 99 on the exam, but I studied for days and worked my ass off to a crazy, probably over the top degree. Same thing with running. Like I was a competitive runner in high school and I was, yeah, I was like good, but I was not just getting out there after like, you know, a night of being at parties or playing video games all night and showing up and running a good race. I was up doing two days, you know, running at 4.30 in the morning before school, the first one at practice, staying late, being in the weight room, like doing the whole thing. Basically, it did not come easy for me, but I could beat out the person who was maybe more naturally gifted because I worked harder. And we all know people like this, I think, who fall on both sides of the spectrum. And what I've noticed, my observation in life has been that the people that are like, quote unquote, naturally gifted when it comes to academics or physical um, fitness or whatever it is in life, when they're naturally gifted in those ways, like in high school or in college, when you get out in the real world, you start to realize that that like natural giftedness really doesn't matter as much. And I think that in adulthood, being driven is your biggest indicator of success, aka like having strong work ethic, high motivation, low levels of bullshit basically I think that's going to be your biggest indicator of success and I have seen so many people in my life who were like the naturally gifted ones really struggle in the quote-unquote real world because they had a hard time wrapping their mind around like okay well now I'm not like taking exams or running races or swimming races or you know doing whatever I'm doing on like an academic or just more like elementary level, like I actually have to get out there and outwork people and they might not have had the practice in those areas. So whatever side of the spectrum you feel like you have fallen on in your life, if you've always been the hard worker, if you've always been the overachiever, if you've always been naturally gifted, you never really had to try that hard and you're suffering and like paying for that now, or maybe you've kind of like underperformed in life. This is a little triggering, right? Like You've underperformed in life. You've not, you feel like, you know, reached your potential because you know that you are not living up to the work ethic that it would take. This is the episode for you because that's the most disappointing thing in life ever is to know like I could have achieved so much more in my life, but I did not have the work ethic to get me there. So I have, I think, four points here that I want to talk about when it comes to like why your work ethic sucks. And I'm going to pause after each of them to talk about what I think you can do to overcome those things. And I actually don't have like a ton of notes today. I really just jotted down like points and wanted to kind of have a conversation. So the first reason why I believe that your work ethic is in the trash is something that I like to call distraction addiction. Let's just go ahead and get like the cell phone conversation out of the way. Whether you're a business owner, a career girl, a stay-at-home mom, like whatever you are, If you're trying to achieve goals in your life, in your business, et cetera, and you're addicted to your cell phone or whatever your distraction or your vice is, that is going to have to be the first thing that goes. And I have struggled with this personally. I have been the person, and some days when I have more anxiety, I am this person, where like the second I run into a roadblock with work or I get to like that mental fatigue, I'm picking up my phone, I'm going on TikTok. Like that's just what I'm doing. 
I'm not proud of that. Um, most of us who feel like we have that kind of like distraction addiction aren't proud to say that, but it's like the first place your brain goes when you get to something, get to some task that is like a little bit more challenging is to the phone or to the TV or, you know, whatever your distraction is. Maybe you have a healthier vice. Maybe it's working out for me. Like going on walks can be something that I use to like kill time that I really should be using for something else sometimes. But we in like today's day and age, I think are addicted to distractions. I think that our cell phones are some of the biggest distractions that we deal with today. Um, and everything in your cell phone, every social media app, games, which if you're playing games on your cell phone, let's get a grip. <laughs> like not to be mean, but seriously, um, what could be, what, what could we be doing better with our time? Right. And distraction addiction, I think it's like your brain is looking for the dopamine hit. Your brain is looking for like, oh my God, this is not fun. This task that I'm doing sucks. It's not enjoyable. Like, let me do something that I know is going to be a quick dopamine hit, which is like a TikTok. It's scrolling on Instagram. It's watching a YouTube video. It's maybe playing a game or playing video games, whatever it is. And we have to kind of like dopamine detox in a way and be, we have to think higher. And I say this a lot on this podcast, but we need to be thinking above this like desire in our minds to just have like the quick dopamine hits. And we need to recognize like, hey, I'm good. There's nothing wrong with me. I can get a dopamine hit from even just taking a few deep breaths. I can just recenter myself and not always need to be up here with my like pleasure hormone levels. I can stay somewhere kind of in the middle and get my work done and be on a more steady like playing field. And I can practice like hone in on that by resisting the urge to pick up my cell phone when my brain tells me to, by resisting the urge to stay up till three in the morning, you know, playing video games or whatever it is. If your brain is addicted to the distraction, it's addicted to the dopamine hit that you're getting and you have to detox from that. And the way to do that, unless you're going to you know, plan to like cleanse from your phone for a week, which I would love for us all to do once a week, <laughs> once a month, maybe once every six months, um, unless you're going to do that, the easiest thing to do is just every time the little desire comes up to get distracted and give in to that like addiction, it's to resist it. And it's to say like, nope, I'm good couple deep breaths, I'm going to continue and stay in my lane. So literally just practicing staying focused on the task at hand is going to help you with that distraction addiction and understanding like what your own vice is, like what is your distraction of choice, okay? Like it's like it's like a drug of choice. Like what is that thing that you're like addicted to where you're like, I have to regulate myself and be on a higher level of thinking otherwise like that is going to control me it's going to control your productivity which is then going to control your outcomes and success which is going to control your entire life so work ethic can be completely just thrown off track by being addicted to distractions identify what yours are address them work to overcome them this week. It can be as simple as that. I think that journaling here, like about what those distractions are and what your game plan is when those thoughts come up can be a great thing to do. For me, leaving my cell phone in another room, I'm obsessed with that. If I leave my cell phone in another room for like an hour, I can do half a day's work in that time. But if my cell phone is here and everybody's texting me and every notification is coming through and there's 10,000 things happening, that is where we're going to start running into issues. So I literally physically separate myself from my distraction. But you pick your poison and decide what your boundary is going to look like in your life. Next thing on the list, a little bit more like up here, a little bit more mindset related is the victim mentality. 
I think that a lot of people struggle with their work ethic, their motivation, their drive, all of those powerful things and those powerful attributes of a successful person. I think people struggle with that because they have a victim mentality. They tell themselves constantly, I am not a hard worker. I don't have strong work ethic. I don't know if I'm cut out for this, whether it's to be an entrepreneur, to climb the ladder in your career. I'm going to tell you this. No one's coming to rescue you. The number of times I've had to say this to people and they look at me with like this shocked and dismayed look, but it's so true. Nobody's coming to save you. If you just sit back and like just sit in the fact that like you're not a hard worker, you're not motivated, you're lazy, your natural state of being is unmotivated, then that's how you're going to be. The only way you're going to escape that and actually become the strong work ethic, like driven, productive person that you want to be is by freaking getting up in the morning and deciding that's who you are that day and being that person. The victim mentality surrounding work ethic and drive will literally derail any plans that you have for your success faster than anything else because the narrative that you're telling yourself about yourself are the things that are going to reign true in your life. If you're telling yourself like I'm a lazy, you know, POS and I'm not not talking about point of sale. Okay. <laughs> like retail girlies. Um, if that's what you tell yourself all day, that's, that's going to be the reality that your brain thinks is true. So stop preaching to yourself that you're the victim of your own like low work ethic and start recognizing if I want to have a high work ethic, I just need to start working hard and honing in those skills and it'll become less challenging over time. I know that's kind of a cut and dry answer, but that is the truth. So this next uh, point here, this next reason why I think your work ethic sucks is very much related to the victim mentality, but it's having a weak mindset. It's constantly thinking like, oh my God, like this is too hard. This is too difficult for me. This is taking too long. This thing I'm trying to do is too challenging. I'm not smart enough. It's the constant like weakness of your own mind. We all are so much stronger than we think. And I kind of want to save some of that topic for my next point. But all of us have so much more potential inside than we realize. And if you are going to be the victim, if you're going to walk around all day and let your mindset like operate at the lowest possible level, if you're going to be on the lowest vibrational wavelength possible all the time, that's your prerogative. But I'm going to tell you right now, your work ethic, the amount of work and productivity that you're going to have and get done throughout the day is going to be directly impacted by the way that you view yourself and how strong or weak your own mindset is about your work ethic. So maybe instead of telling yourself that you can't do things, that things are too hard, um, that you need a break constantly, maybe instead work on strengthening your mindset. And I think that something that I say constantly on my social media, um, I'll share like on my Instagram videos of me like working out and I'll say strong body, stronger mind. And it's something that someone that used to teach spin to me in college used to say. And I just like really resonated with it when she would say it in these like 5.15 a.m. classes. I was like, yeah, honestly, so true. For me, honing in on like the strength of my body and being disciplined about pushing my body to show myself that I'm stronger than I think directly correlates to like how mentally strong I feel that I'm able to be. That might not be the case for you. For you, if you can like meditate for 15 minutes straight, that might be like the most badass thing to overcome. You might be like, okay, if I can do that, I can do anything. It's going to improve your mindset for the whole day. 
Uh, basically, you need to pick your thing that's like going to correlate to your mental strength in a work and success setting, and you need to practice that. It's like a parallel practice type of deal. For me, like I said, it's physical fitness and it's honing in on like just my mental stability it's not allowing myself to go to like the dark places of whether it's like defeat anxiety depression um obviously without there being any like real like diagnosed mental health stuff going on what i would say is to the degree that you can keep yourself somewhat level emotionally mentally practice that strength and find those parallel practices that correlate to your mental strengths you can have a strong mentality and overcome those like weak thought processes that are holding you back okay last but not least the thing that i think really holds people back when it comes to making progress with their work ethic when it comes to being more productive in their lives in general we underestimate our bodies and our minds constantly i don't remember who said this quote i feel like it was that guy i think his name's david goggins i'm pretty sure he's like he has a really famous book anyways i'm not even going to try to like say the quote but it was something along the lines of we only use like this small percentage of our like physical capabilities and we think that's our limit but if we really were like forced to push past that we have just like multiples so many so much more um mental capacity and physical capacity than we think that we do and i really think that when you start to believe that and understand that you can get to a place of like no matter how hard i think i'm working no matter how hard i'm pushing myself like i know i could do more so let me just go ahead and be honest with myself am i doing what truly needs to be done because i know i have the capacity to do what i need to do so let me be honest in my assessment of what's been done now i don't want this to be confused with like you know you having boundaries around your energy you having boundaries around your time i this year have had more boundaries than ever i've taken my own mental health my own happiness and joy and quality time with friends and family like i've taken that all more seriously and more literally than ever before in my life, especially since starting my business. And it absolutely has impacts on your business. It absolutely has impacts on your whole life, Um, but they're all for the good. So I never mean this to say like, even when you are so exhausted and burnt out, like keep doing more. What I mean is if you know you're struggling with your work ethic or you're not seeing the outcomes that you wanna see and you know that that's in part to the work you're putting in, Start remembering that you have the capacity to do so much more than you even think you can do. And once you open up that space, you can have a more honest analysis of like, okay, realistically, is there more that I need to get done? Is there more that I could be doing or that I could have done during that work session, during that project block, whatever it is? And then you can at least know like, okay, well, I know I can do it next time. I know I have the capacity so I can have that honest analysis. And I think that's super, super important but overall work ethic is a huge determinant of your success and like i said no amount of natural gift can overcome work ethic you have to have work ethic whether or not you have natural talent in any area to succeed that is my opinion i think that's been proven across professions across athletic abilities in so many areas So never allow comparison to like eat you up mentally unless or until you know that you are giving it every last ounce of work ethic and effort that you can give 
and then kind of start to assess like is there something else that I'm missing right so those are the vibes you guys I know that was kind of like a hard-hitting one that was pretty quick to the point but I believe in work ethic so much it's been the reason that I've been successful in so many areas of my life I've never been the smartest person in the room I've never been the fastest person on the track I've never been the most savvy you know business owner in the online space what I am usually is the hardest worker in the room and that will take you very very far So thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the First Million Podcast. Just a quick reminder that I post clips of this podcast, the funniest, uh, most hard-hitting little clips and bloopers and things every single day over on the First Million Podcast Instagram. I'll pop that name up right here. I will link it down below as well. You can also find all the information about Passive Income Bootcamp down below if you're ready to create some passive income flow into your life and into your business. Thank you all for being here. I believe in you so much. Let's go work hard. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.